0: Have you ever heard of a side hustle? Sure you have. It's when you find smart ways to bring in extra income on the side of your primary source of income through work and hustle. What a buzzword these days. The side hustle has become a cornerstone for the modern idea of working because putting in 40 hours for the same company for 50 years is about as out of fashion as the leisure suit. So scads of people put multiple streams of income together nowadays to form their self-selected salary. And lots of blogs will tell you that you need a side hustle, but I'm going to tell you something different. All right. Wouldn't you rather get paid to recreate? Productive hobbies. These have been a key piece of our family's financial picture since we got married 12 years ago. So here's the gist. You tend to learn a lot about whatever it is that you like to do for fun. So if you're into kiteboarding, I bet you've learned a thing or two about the wind. Um, And this leaves you with a bunch of specialized knowledge. Yeah, well, so what? (laughs) So what? With just a little bit of effort, you can turn that specialized knowledge into dollars, my friends. And in order to qualify as a productive hobby... You have to be doing something that you would choose to do for rest and relaxation. So, do you like to fish? Run? Shop for antiques? Build stuff? Good. We can work with any of those. But don't lie to yourself and pretend that you'd love nothing more than to spend a Saturday afternoon painting your neighbor's fence. That is a different thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a hobby. That's a job. Alright, so there's a few ways to go about this. Option number one, get paid for your hobby directly. My most lucrative, productive hobby and a key component to my rather dramatic conquest of $180,000 in educational debt was picking up the game of poker. I know, you think that's crazy and how dare I be a gambling degenerate, but I enjoyed the occasional card game with friends and I soon came to realize that with a bit of hard work, I could not only outmath those suckers for a few bucks a week, but I could take the same skill set to much larger games and earn around 40 bucks an hour while having a great time. Now before you run out and plunk down a few hundred bucks at the poker table, which you will lose, please consider that turning poker from an expense into a productive hobby was the product of many hours of study and hard work. If you want to argue about whether poker is gambling or not, we can have that argument. Just call us on the hotline. But um, accumulating a knowledge edge in this game led to money. Away from the poker table, there were even other dudes who were willing to pay me to transfer my knowledge to them through coaching. Sweet. What a win. So pay me to play in a game I enjoy and I'm good at. Now, one of my employees at my home... she loves to bake it's what she does for fun if she has a free afternoon this again is a key difference between productive hobby and side hustle she developed a skill a knowledge edge in some specific treats and can now command six dollars for a single one of her pistachio macaroons This is double the competition's price because it's the best thing a human can ever experience tasting. And I'm not lying to you, podcast listeners. If you need a pistachio macaroon, email us. I'll find a way to get them to you. They're amazing. But uh, this is another example of a productive hobby, directly monetized. Option number two, sell the things that you use for your hobby. As an undergraduate, I spent almost all of my free time really almost all of my time, racing my bicycle. Though I did earn a few bucks here and there via winnings, this was not a particularly productive hobby by itself. However, I took a deep interest in the ultra-expensive gear used for cycling, and one of the teams I raced for even paid for me to attend some special training so that I could double as the team mechanic. Can you feel the knowledge edge sharpening? It is, my humble homies. Soon, I had a big knowledge edge over the average cycling enthusiast. Because I was a bike geek, it was fun for me to scour Craigslist for gyms and flip them to others for a few hundred bucks of profit per month. Easy. And fun. After moving to Utah and skiing my face-off for a couple winters, I found that I could do the same thing with ski and snowboard gear. Side hustle? Go take a shower. The productive hobby is way better. And now I will do something amazing for you. I will give you right here today on this podcast two necessary ingredients to success as a flipper of merchandise. The first I've already told you, information. You need to have an information or a knowledge edge. You can make money in any category of products if you have said knowledge edge. If you love vintage watches, there is money to be had finding them on eBay for $50 and reselling them for $250 after a bit of work, which you'll love doing because hey, you love vintage watches. The margins you'll find will be directly proportional to your information edge. I have a friend who often buys coffee tables for 100 bucks and resells them for $5,000 because he has dedicated 35 years of his life to mid-century modern furniture. His knowledge edge is huge and so are his margins. The second ingredient is timing. It's very hard to Airbnb your backyard storage shed, right? But you can monetize that space with stuff you're buying and selling through seasonal arbitrage. Let's go back to my example of bike and ski equipment. I found that I could purchase ski gear all day long at about half its value if I was willing to buy in June. And that gear would return to its full value by the time the snowflakes began to fly in November. Same deal with bikes, just flip the seasons around. Because I have a shed out back, I can keep this stuff safe while it's waiting for the earth to rotate to just the right angle and magically imbue it with its full value once again. And I am able to combine my knowledge of that equipment with my previously unused asset, the shed, to earn some money while I play with bikes and skis. Thank you, productive hobby, you make even my lame backyard shed Abrahamic. As usual, before I close, I'm gonna remind you that money is the lowest on the list of the five capitals you ought to be pursuing. Hobbies don't have to generate income to be valuable. You might find that you're building physical capital or relational capital as you while away your weekend, and that's great. Even better, you might be like me and find that sushing down a mountain on a sweet pair of skis is a great place to talk things over with God. Even better, spiritual capital win. Hobbies are great all around, and you should invest in them with full gusto. So get out there, enjoy yourself with your hobby, and maybe be productive while you do it. Until next time, I'm Mark for Abraham's Walk.